It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. All right, welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be running down at uh, I-35. I guess that's on the... What was that, Kirk? That would be July 8th. 8th and the 15th, right? Yeah, two consecutive Saturday nights, July Mm -hmm. 8th and 15th. Yeah. I saw those guys in action down at uh, Central Missouri Speedway on Friday night. How how did it go? Uh, You you had an open wheel show down there on Friday night. They had 305s. They had the Midwest Lightning Sprints. And they had the Power Eye National Midgets down there. How'd it go? Well, the Chrysler family did pretty well. Riley Chrysler won the midget race on Friday night down right. there. And uh, his uncle, Stanley Chrysler, won the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprint main event. Terry Eason, the 305 winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only race I saw this weekend, Scott. I was planning on going to races on Saturday night, but where I was going to go, got, both got rained out. I was first going to go to Corning, Iowa. No go there, so I thought, well, I-70 Speedway, let's try that. And it got rained out. The entire MLRA weekend got wiped out this weekend, so Mm -hmm. uh, no races. I, You know, I wished I'd had driven down to Lake Ozark Speedway now uh, after Shane Stewart won down there. I I didn't realize he was going to be racing down there on Saturday night, Uh but uh, I wished I had driven down to Lake Ozark Speedway after the fact now. So yep. they did get it in. I was afraid that everybody was going to get wiped out the way it was raining all throughout the Midwest. But, so you uh, just talked yourself out of not going anywhere. I talked, I talked myself out of not going anywhere, and I watched right. a lot of video on Saturday night. But I wished I had gone to Lake Ozark Speedway. Yep. Shane Stewart outrun Garrett Williamson down there, Gunnar Ramey, Ayrton Jeniton, and Roger Crockett. And Joe B. Miller was down there as well. And Gavin Miller won the Power Eye Midget feature after uh, Friday night. He had a great battle with Riley Chrysler until he got up over the banking in turns three and four, and up over the bank he went. But uh, mm-hmm. Gavin Miller had a fast race car on Friday night, but he pulls off the win Saturday night at Lake Ozark. Yeah. Um, oh, Shane Stewart, we're going to have him on the show here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... Uh, it's it's beyond rumor, right, that Shane is going to go to the million? He is going to run the that million. That is a fact. In the 71 car. How about that? Right. He's a former winner at Eldora I, Speedway. I, I think Good what, to see Shane Stewart back in a sprint car, by the way. I, it is. It's great to see him back in a sprint car. But, you know, he was shaking off the rust a little bit down there at Lake Ozark Speedway this last weekend. Yeah. He started up. Towards the front, which that always helps. Started second. Started second, mm-hmm. outside front row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Shane is a big promoter now, Port City Raceway. So he's got a lot on his plate. And I thought I heard him say here a couple of months ago that he's not going to be getting back in a sprint car, but here he is. Bernie Stuchin, 71 car. Hey, listen, if you get an opportunity to race, you're going to race. If you get a chance... To strap on the helmet, put on the fire suit, and go race, especially in a car like the 71 car. Yeah. Buddy Kofoid was driving that until he got with Roth Racing, Roth Motorsports. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think about driving the 83 junior car with the World of Outlaws. Because it, 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 typically that car is the West Coast car, and it runs out on the West Coast for the most part. Well, I don't think they had planned on running all of the races uh, for the World of Outlaws in that 83 junior car. Of course, James McFadden is the full-time driver for Roth Motorsports, but Buddy had driven that 71 car until he was tabbed to drive it at the High Bank Nationals last week, which he almost won. And then they uh, they show up at Cedar Lake Speedway this weekend in that 83 junior car, but he cofoid back behind the wheel of that car. Yep. So that means the 71 car is open. Shane Stewart steps in, and, you know, you talk about Eldora Speedway. Yep. He's a former winner at Eldora Speedway. If you Kings remember, Royal. Shane Stewart won the Kings Royal eight years ago. What year was that? 2015. 2015. So the million and the Kings Shane, Royal coming Shane up. might have a chance. He might have a shot at it. Right. I don't know. The it, 71 car can be very fast at times. Oh, yeah, no wherever doubt. Wherever they go. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see how he does, but we'll look forward to talk to him about it here in just a few minutes. Yep. Um, Kerry Madsen was fast qualifier down there at Lake Ozark Speedway. Shane Stewart was second. Garrett Williamson was third. Ayrton Jenatin was fourth. Roger Crockett was fifth. Um, and a good a good uh, qualifying effort by Jack Wagner driving the 77 car. He qualified sixth. That was a good run for him. Yeah. that's uh, Is that the pocket car? Yeah. How it about is. that? Yeah. But that's about the only uh, 410 racing outside of Cedar Lake Speedway we were able to watch this weekend. The uh, PA Speed Week got rained out at Port Royal on Saturday night, and then again last night at Sealands Grove. Yep. Knoxville got rained out. Port Royal might get rained out tonight. The weather doesn't look good, huh? So I, I, it sounds like I made a good choice not to go out there because how many races did they rain out, Kirk? Five races? Five of the ten nights of racing, mm-hmm. if if tonight gets rained out, right. that would mean five of the ten nights were rainouts. Right. Uh, hey, so they did get five nights in. Kirk uh, Jake Buback picks up the win at Wakini with the Lucas Oil. A- I mean, with the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Held off Blake Hahn, who attempted. It's to so easy. It's so easy for me to say Lucas Oil in front of. Because for 13 years, that's all I did was say yeah. Lucas Oil ASCS. Now it's the ASCS. It's just National ASCS Tour. now. Yeah. And we're able to watch those races now on RacingDirt.com. We'll have Trenton Berry on a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, Jake Buback at Waikini Speedway, he's got a lot of experience there. And between he and Jason Martin, if you had to pick favorites at Waikini, it'd be between those two guys. But Blake Hahn showed up this weekend to run his 360 car and uh, won a dandy of a race at Boone County Speedway on Friday night. That great battle with Jack Dover. And then uh, Jack was not at Waikini, but Blake Hahn shows up at Waikini and finishes second. Just uh, didn't have enough to get get close to Jake, Jake Buback. Buback to have a shot at him. Yeah. Jay Buback has been pretty dominant here as of lately. 
he he's shown a lot of speed out of that. Well, he outran Brian Brown car. in the 410 car at I-70 Speedway. Right, 27B car. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's always he's a great driver. He's he's been great since he ran the 305s. Right. Uh, one, I don't know how many of the uh, races at Belleville, those uh, the the high bank the the nationals event that replaced right. the midget race out there. He won several of those events in a 305 car, and he's been good in 305s, 360, and 410s. How many guys can claim the amount of wins in 305s, 360s, and 410s as much as Jake Buback? Well, he's a pretty talented driver. And speaking of Knoxville, Knoxville got canceled this Saturday night, didn't it? That's I don't know how many rainouts. What they had about seven rainouts so far this Man, year. Man, unbelievable amount of rainouts up there. And they hadn't planned on racing uh, last week because of the High Bank Nationals. Right. They went dark, so they they weren't planning on running anyway a week ago. So the last time they've been on the track, and it was threatened to rain that night. They had the World of Outlaws there, if you right. remember that right that night that uh, Carson Macedo had that bad crash, but they were able to get that race in. There was threatening rain all around that night. Right. So hopefully things will get back to where they can get on a nice run here leading up to the Nationals, get some races in up in Knoxville. Kirk, David Gravel picked up the win at Cedar Lake Speedway. How about that? He did. Boy, he found the bottom. Man. At Cedar Lake. He was riding that bottom groove, and he wasn't going to let go. And he made it count as he passed Carson Macedo and Spencer Baston in the waning laps of that race, yep. and picks off another win after that $250,000 prize at Houston Speedway the week before. The money payout, not as much, but he's a true player in this battle for the championship. Brad Sweet, winning on Friday night, is still going to be hard to beat because Brad Sweet is so consistent, but David Gravel is definitely a player for this championship. Yeah, no doubt. And, and let's give a little bit of a shout-out to Landon Crawley, who picked up a win this weekend. Last night at Magnolia yep. Motor Speedway in the USCS uh, right. event. that They've got a big three-night weekend. He beat Derek Hagar, Gavin Bochel, uh Hayden Martin, and Marshall Skinner. That's a pretty you, good driver. You're familiar there. with all those names. Yeah. You've seen him race. Uh, Derek Hagar won at Riverside, West Memphis, on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And they've got another event tonight, big three night weekend for the USCS. Uh, for the, uh, and the, the, the track escapes me of where they're going to be tonight. I'll look that up. But right. uh, they've got another race on tap for tonight. Miles Paul has picked up the win with the ASCS Warrior Region down at Electric City Speedway. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't see the race, but I saw the results of that. That was on Friday night. So they were able to get that race in for the Warrior Region. And uh, another win for Miles Paulus. Will they have 11 cars show up down there on Friday night? Um, I'm not sure exactly how many cars they had down there. Uh, the track that the USCS 360 cars are going to be at tonight is Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida. So after Riverside and Derek Hager winning on Friday night and Landon Crawley last night at Magnolia, they're going to be at Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida tonight. Wrap up the weekend. All right. 
So um, how about Brad Sweet picking up that win at uh, Cedar Lake Speedway? That was Friday night. He yeah. looked really strong. Yeah, that was a good race. Uh, you know, the one thing, you watch Brad Sweet race, and we'll talk more about this with Chase Rodman coming up here in just a little while. He is just so consistent. If he doesn't win, he's still running in the up top towards five. the front. He always runs in the top five. Yeah, and that's going to be hard to beat. He's got four straight championships going for his fifth in a row in the world of outlaws. Uh, but that's why he's going to be hard to knock out. I don't care how good. Uh, Kurt, I think David Gravel and Carson Macedo are the two drivers that's got the best shot at going after him right now. Kirk. But Brad Sweet, even if he doesn't win, he still runs up front. David Gravel is behind by four points right now. That's close. No uh, doubt about it. And, and I'm telling you, this could be the year that David Gravel wins the championship. Carson Macedo is 54 points back. Logan Schuhart is 182 points out. Donnie Schatz is 260 points out. Those guys are out of the equation. I think it comes down to Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Carson Macedo. Oh, no doubt about it. Those are the guys that are definitely going to do it. But uh, I don't know. It, I, I think uh, when we get Chase Rodman on, he'll he'll not be as adamant about this as I am as far as Brad Sweet winning in fifth in a row because uh, Brad Sweet earlier in the season hadn't run as strongly as he has uh, that we're used to seeing him. I think David Gravel's showing a lot more speed this yeah. year in his car, and I think he's going he's gonna to win the championship this year. But Brad Sweet still finished in sixth place on Saturday night after yeah. starting ninth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talk about gravel on Saturday night. He didn't qualify all that well. What was he, like 20th in time trials? Didn't really have a good qualifying run at all. But he was able to pass some cars in his heat race to get him up into the top two and transfer into the dash, at which time he used that dash to get himself on the front row. So normally, if you don't qualify well in time trials, you're going to have a hard time getting yourself up into a top two or three row starting position. But Gravel was able to do that by picking off a bunch of cars in his heat race, getting himself in the top two, and doing well enough in the dash to start on the front row of the A main. David Gravel qualified eighth. Yeah. On Saturday night. Right. David Gravel qualified 20th. In time trials on Saturday night. I'm talking about the night that he won. Right. The night that he won, David Gravel qualified 20th after going out 22nd. If you if you came out early on Saturday night, you're going to time in well, and that's exactly I think Carson Macedo was the first driver out to qualify on Saturday the, night. The night he, that, that he, he won? The that qualifier. You said the night that he won, he qualified 20th? He qualified 20th. No, he qualified 8th. I got it no, right sir, here. I watched uh, the I got, race. I got it Are right here. looking at Friday night's results? The night that he won is what I said. The night that he won, he, he qualified 8th. David Gravel timed in 20th. It's right here. I watched Kirk. it. It's I saw the races. Kirk, right there, eighth. Right there, David Gravel. Now you're looking at different results than me. He qualified 20th in time trials, and then in his heat race, he finished in the top two, which put him in the dash, 
and he finished fifth in the dash. He started inside the third row of the main event and won it. So my point is, if you time in poorly like he did on Saturday night, normally you're not going to be high enough in the starting lineup of the A main to have a chance are, to are win. Are you talking about Friday night when he won? David Gravel won on Saturday night. Saturday night. Yes. Brad Sweet won on Friday night. Right. And Brad Sweet finished sixth on Saturday night. Which he's still in front by, as you pointed out, four points. Yeah. I think he's going to win the championship this year. Me personally. David Gravel? Yeah. Break that four-in-a-row string by Sweet. Yeah. We'll see. But I think you're looking at the time trials from Friday night. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway. Carson Macedo, he still has a shot at it. He's only 54 points out. Oh, yeah. And uh, you think Carson Macedo is still affected? He has to still be affected by that crash at Knoxville a couple of weeks ago where he broke a rib. Suffered some burns. You, he he looks strong in the car, but is he a hundred percent behind the wheel of that forty-one car after that bad crash a couple of weeks ago? Well, he had a right rear flat. Yeah. On on Saturday night, I believe it was, wasn't it? Uh, one and, of those. And, and Jacob Allen had a left rear flat, and Rico Abreu had a right rear flat as well. I'm not so sure there wasn't some debris out on the racetrack that were cutting tires. I think that was Friday night you're talking about. Because mm. uh, Saturday night, Carson Macedo finished fourth in the At AMA. Cedar Lake. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Saturday night, the 41 finished fourth. You had Gravel, Baston, Jacob Allen, who came from 13th to third, Carson Macedo fourth, Geo Celsi fifth, and Brad Sweet sixth. Saturday night. Gotcha. So I think you're looking at Friday night's results. I'm I'm just looking at seven uh, one. When was that? Was that Friday night? Seven one. Seven one was Saturday night. Saturday night. Right. Well, who was the A main winner in the results you're looking at? Um, Brad Sweet. That was Friday night's results. It's, it says 7-1 up here. It's fun to be they back. They put the wrong date on there. Uh-huh. Brad Sweet won on Friday night, so you're looking at Friday night's results. All right. We'll get it straight. It's all good. Hmm. So the two championship, the two big championship contenders each won feature events this past weekend at Cedar Lake. Right. That's a great racetrack, too. I thought the track prep was great. I thought the... It looked good. Even though they had some tire issues, as you pointed out, on Friday night. I didn't notice that on Saturday night so much. But no. uh, I thought the the, rate, the track prep at Cedar Lake Speedway was terrific. Blake Hahn picked up the win at uh, Boone County Raceway up there in Nebraska. That was a hell of a race that between was a... he and Jack Dover. Yeah. At the line, eight one thousandths of, of a second. Second, Blake Hahn beats Jack Dover. Right at the line. Yeah. That was pretty. That, I think that was the race of the weekend. Maybe. Brent Certainly Marks. the finish of the weekend. 
Brent Marks picked up the win at uh, Williams Grove Speedway. Was that on Friday night? That was on Friday night. Yeah. PA Speed Week, and as it turned out, it might be the final PA Speed Week event of the year. I don't know. Yeah. Saturday night at Port Royal gets rained out. Sealands Grove last night. Tonight, big question whether they get it in tonight. That race at Williams Grove might be the final of the uh, five races they run for PA Speed Week, but uh, this time, Brett Marks holds off Anthony Macri who's going to be the points champion of PA Speed Week. Uh, Brent Marks uh, really coming together, I think. And if you remember last year at Eldora Speedway, he mm-hmm. won both those big events, the historical big one and the King's Royal. It just seems to me that the Mary Marks team, that number 19 car, they're getting that thing dialed in at the right time. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they're going to be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. We'll be back with more of Mostly Motorsports in a moment. Stay tuned. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. 
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. I love racing, boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. Get her done! Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. Two weeks in a row, they'll be racing up there at I-35 Speedway. Uh, it's a uh, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting racetrack up there, isn't it, Kurt? Your your, your nephew raced up there a little bit, didn't he? At I thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, several years ago. You know, I drove by there last night. I didn't stop in, but they were racing last night up at I thirty five Speedway. What were they racing up there? Uh, their weekly show that got rained out on Saturday night. So they had their weekly show last night? Yeah. I had to get back, or, you know, it was pretty tempting for me to stop in and see what was going on. But I see yep. Tyler Hibner won the uh, A-modified feature up there at I-35 last night. Yep. They ran at Double uh, X Speedway last night, too. Yep. Uh, 305 special down <clears throat> there. Who won down there? Uh, that would be... I have that I have that down here. They they don't normally run three oh fives at uh double X. Jay Russell. Jay Russell won. That was the name. Yeah. Jay Russell the big winner last night. Mm -hmm. So in the three oh five are they not running three sixties down there? No, they had been running three sixty, but just the fourth of July weekend they had a three oh five special going. Oh, I gotcha. So uh congratulations, Jay Russell. Yeah. He's run some three sixty stuff. Yeah, no doubt about Cody it. Cody Worley wins a Sprint Invaders event at Benton County Speedway in Benton, Iowa last night. So mm -hmm. congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, so Steve says the Power I-410 race series have canceled the races Friday night at US 36 and Saturday at Monette due to scheduling conflict. Have oh. you heard that? That's first I'd heard that. Mm-hmm. That's what Steve's saying. So we'll look in to see what they uh, decide, the Power Eye decides to do with that uh, that situation. Uh, they did run a big micro event over at Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex last night. Steven Snyder Jr. won the 40-lap non-wing outlaw race last night at Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex. Marie... Uh, our faithful listener, and she says that uh, there's a good chance that the races will rain out at port tonight. That sucks. Yeah. So that would mean both nights at Port Royal. Yeah. Would be wiped out. 
Yeah, no doubt. That uh, that that would not be good. So all right, let's bring on a, a good friend of the racing boys. Shane Stewart joins us now on the show after picking up a win down at Lake Ozark Speedway. Shane, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on. Hey, man, that was a that was a good way to shake off the 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 dust off of you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty surprising for yeah. all of us, honestly. Well, I have uh, I had you know Rob Hart is helping uh, Bernie on his cars now and. So that, that gives that car two two good mechanics. Yeah. And uh, after after hot laps, you know, they were asking me, you know, what what do you think about this and that? And I'm like, guys, listen, I'm I'm just the guy behind the wheel right now. That thing's driving me. I'm not driving that car. Right, right. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, man, you've got to feel good about your chances going to uh, um, Eldora because you've won the King's Rule there before. And let's let's talk about that win back in those days. That that was a big win for you, wasn't it? Yes, it was a huge win for us. Uh, you know, it was really my first uh, big win that I've, I'd had in my career. Um, you know, we started 14th that night. It rained and rained and rained, and and uh, I had a great car that whole week. And uh, you know, all the all the past champions of that race leading up to that year that we won. You you know, leading up to the King's Royal, you just kind of knew who the contenders were going to be year in, year in, year out. And uh, we, uh, I qualified good both nights. I raced good the whole week, and I knew that we had a good, strong car. But with the rain, it just changed everything uh, with the track. So we barely snuck in through our heat race, uh, lined up 14th. And honestly, at that point, you're just hoping for a top five. I mean, there's right, so many yeah. cars in front of you. And, and we were able to, to sneak up through there, and and I got to second and uh, knew that I had a good shot and, and was able to get by Donnie and, and go on and win the race. But uh, just a huge win for for myself and everybody at LMR. And, uh, we were, uh, Kyle was there. to, to Justin wasn't there, uh, uh, sadly, but uh, Kyle was there to experience all that with the team, and, and that was really cool. Was was that your biggest win of your career? Would you say at that point? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and and still is to date. I mean, I've had a lot of big wins. Uh, you know, we were fortunate to win Gold Cup, and right, and man, I was in contention to to win the Knox Nationals a few times, and it didn't oh, yeah. work out. Yeah, no doubt. Had a couple of shots at, at winning the 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 big race there at Williams Grove uh, with the National Open, and that didn't work out for me. And um, but. Uh, you know, today, yes, that's definitely one of my biggest wins. Shane, are you going to drive the 71 car up there at Knoxville this year? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, you know, my priority is, is obviously Port City. Right. And uh, everything revolves around that as far as uh, scheduling and trying to, to get as, you know, that was the reason why we ran Lake of those arcs this weekend. And, and I, I'm not going to be able to race anywhere this coming weekend because i got a Friday and Saturday race at, at – uh, a port city so um <clears throat> i don't know we'll see we'll see how the whole week goes with with uh everybody at eldora and just we're race by race yeah um so tell us a little bit about what's going on down at port city right now well i mean we're obviously uh you know strong into our season and and which is crazy it's like it's already july uh right. it's just flying by but 
Yeah, I mean, we we uh, we got a big two-day race coming up this weekend. We just came off of our DRC race, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 going strong, and uh, everything's good at Port City. It just yeah, it's just crazy how much work's involved in trying to keep a track up to up to speed and keep it clean and nice, and you know, keep all the equipment. Uh, you know, there's always something to fix. Always right. To, yeah. To, to work on so but uh yeah everything's good at poor city yeah is the donnie ray crawford one of your biggest races of the year yes it is it is yeah we so we have the kkm race at the end of the year uh at the beginning of the year we have our outlaw nationals uh with talon turner he's kind of the promoter of that race and then in the middle of the season our drc race is our biggest race yeah how is that working? Uh, you kind of work with Sweet Springs a little bit. I know they had a big event this past weekend. So uh, how is it working with other facilities uh, with uh, the micros, uh, which is a growing industry in of itself, the micro racing right now, but working with some of these other facilities to build up car counts? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that we've kind of learned uh, as we've gone. You know, we're, we're – we're in our third season at Port City, and oh man, there's been so much that we've had to learn, and you know, just trying, just little things like formats, and and trying to see what makes sense to our local people, and trying to take care of them, and um, obviously, one of the things we've kind of learned is that we've struggled having big races on on uh, holiday weekend. So this year, we we took all of our holidays off. Uh, we're off uh, this weekend because. They didn't. Uh, we knew that they had a, a big race at Sweet Springs, and we try not to step on their toes. So, yeah. right. Um, uh, but yeah, it, um, it's it's good. Like we, you know, we try to work with all the tracks as much as we can, and, and um, try to share the wealth and, and try not to step it, and try not to step on on other tracks' toes. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, there's just so much to learn on the promoting side. Uh, there's just a lot to it, you know, trying to get new sponsors involved and trying to figure out what dates uh, make sense with your companies that sponsor your track for employee nights and, um, you know, one of the things that, that the industry, I kind of think, struggles at our level is trying to trying to uh, watch the dirty driving, right? And, and it's something that gets brought up a lot, and, and I have a lot of kids that run on my track, and you try to groom them and race the right way, and uh, that's been one of the biggest things is, is, uh, is, is trying to learn that side of it, knowing when to make calls, when not to make calls, and when you make a judgment call, you always have one happy guy, one bad guy. And, right. And uh, that's been one of the hardest things uh, to learn is when to make those calls. Because my industry, they didn't make calls, right? You get spun out and it's right. tough luck. Right. And uh, I think that's been probably one of the hardest things is <clears throat> trying to stay consistent with those calls. And and, uh, and it's hard. You know, things happen, things happen really quick at Port City. So, yeah. Um, there's no doubt judgment calls are really the hardest calls to make, aren't they? They they are. 
they are. It's been one of the hardest things at my trap is making good judgment calls. Right. And you can't make everyone happy. That's for sure. And, Not everyone is going to be happy. Too, right? Like right. I was trying to make everybody happy, and you just can't. You just, no matter how hard you work, and no, how mu- no matter how nice your track is, how great the track is, yeah, the track surface. I mean, you guys, you can just kill yourself, and you're always going to have somebody that that uh, is going to complain. Right. Always. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, do you feel like you might have a good chance at at, at making a run um, at Eldora for this million? It's hard to say. Honestly, right. I think I'm going to know the first night um, where we stack up. You know, the good thing about the car I'm jumping in is Bernie's got great equipment. His motors run well. And that's that's key to that place is just getting yourself qualified in the right spot. And The racing's tough, but getting qualified and having an engine that runs well at that place is half the battle. So Right. Uh, you know, I've told several people I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going to Eldora if it wasn't in the seventy one. So I know I know the the car's gonna be uh capable of running up front and it's honestly just gonna boil down to to me. So just getting comfortable back at that racetrack again. Yeah. Yeah, how long's it been since you raced at Eldora? Well, it's been two years since I've stepped foot in a sprint car, so it's been more longer than that. Oh wow. So, yeah. uh, are you a little bit nervous going into to Eldora with the seventy one car? A little bit? Nah. No, no, I'm not. Not I, you know, it, it's it's different for me now. I don't. It's not how I feed my family. So, right. I'm actually trying to enjoy it a little bit more. There was times when I probably should have stopped and smelled the roses when I did it professionally, and and probably took it a little bit too serious. But uh, you know. This this go around is different for me now because it's not how I put put food on my table for my family. So yeah, no doubt about it. Well, there's Obviously nothing like run want to run well, but uh, it's a little different nerves. Yeah, there is nothing like Eldora Speedway. What is the key to being successful at that race? Qualifying good. That's the key, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the key. And just, honestly, just getting yourself in, in a good spot. I mean. Normally, typically, if you can start up front, you're going to run up front unless something ha- bad happens or whatever. But, uh, you know, the key is just getting yourself in, in good positions. Yeah. Shane, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Um, I know it was last minute call to you. And I, I, I can't think of all the great times that we had when when we were out on the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Man, it, those were some great times. Uh, just out there living with you guys on the road, man. That, that, that was two-time champion, man. Talk about those years back in those days. It was just fun, you know, and, and that's what I mean about stopping and smelling the roses. I, I just didn't do it enough back then, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the last time we talked, uh, we were, we were, you know, talking about my lakeside race and, and, uh, you know, things happened so quick, uh, and you don't you don't realize it when you're in the battle and doing it day in and day out, and um, you know when it's all said and done, you look back on it like, man, I wish I would have enjoyed a little bit more of those times because, right. man, the racing was the racing was good. There was a lot of great teams following the series at the time, and you know Tommy was doing a good job running the series, and right, and right. it paid well, and uh, it was just a great time to to be involved with with Paul Silva and and enjoying that side of things with him too. And, 
you know, how we started and put that team together and what we accomplished with, with what we had was pretty pretty special. Yeah. What do you what do you think about uh, what Paul Silva and Kyle Larson's got going on right now? Oh, I don't. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, Paul's very very good at what he does. He's the best. Kyle's a, a freak of nature. So, uh, uh, just a deadly combo, honestly. Yeah. In, in my eyes, I think that Paul Silva is one of the very best in the business when it comes to being a crew chief on a car. There's no doubt. There's no, no doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt. Um, he, he's such a good guy, man. Every time that I go up and try to talk to him, he takes the time to sit and talk to me for a little bit. And he, he's just one of the, one of the nicest guys I've ever met really, to be honest with you. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. And, and, you know, takes it very serious and, and, you know, away from the track as much as he does at the track. And that's, that's the key to his success is, is there's not going to be anybody that's going to outwork Paul and, and outthink him. You know, he's always thinking he, he's like Ricky Warner. He's always trying to right. make his cars better and faster. And, and uh, so when Kyle gets behind the wheel, it's, it's uh it's a good top notch car. Yeah. And, uh, and Kyle knows that. Yeah. Well, Shane, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports. Uh, anytime that you want to promote port city, all you need to do is give us a call and we'll, we'll get you on the air. And yes, we'll, I appreciate it. We'll, I'll we'll, do that for We'll sure. take care of you anytime that you want to promote Port City, man, because that is one of the greatest micro tracks in the country, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, 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 we work hard at Port City. and I got a great group of people behind me that do a good job, and, um, and uh it's uh, it's a good track to be involved with for sure. But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on your show, and and uh, who knows, maybe you'll have me back on here soon. We'll be talking about how well we ran in, at uh, Eldora. Well, is Scott and I are both going to be there at Eldora, so we'll yep. stop down and say hi, give give you some support out there. How about that? Awesome. No, that sounds like like a good plan. All right, Shane. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, Shane. Okay. Thank you, guys. Congratulations on the win the other night. All right. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate All right, you guys. Thanks. All right, there you have it, Shane Stewart. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supplies, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. So get up there and check them out. It's a great, great um, place to start your open-wheel career if you want to try to get into a affordable Open wheel car, the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints are the, one of the great places to try to get into it and start your open wheel career. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right back in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here's 
especially sportswear, in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. You have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod M Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod M Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod M Supply is an assortment of Rod M's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod M Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodmsupply.com. Rod M Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod M Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod M Supply is an assortment of Rod M's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod M Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodmsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th, two weeks in a row up there at I-35 Speedway, just north of Kansas City, exit 64. So if you want to get up there and check them out, you can do so up at I-35 Speedway. Joining us now on the show is a good friend of the racing boys, Chase Rodman. Chase, how you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Just uh, hanging out here at home uh, after a pretty pretty darn good weekend of racing at Cedar Lake. Every every time the cars were on track, it was it was pretty exciting stuff. So Man, um, just hanging out. That track was in pretty good condition, wasn't it? Yeah, it seems like every time we go there is. And I was 
telling a couple of guys this week, and I feel like it's pretty underrated when people talk about, uh, you know, tracks that the outlaws go to throughout the year. Nobody ever seems to mention Cedar Lake, but every time we're there, it's uh, usually in, in really good shape, and, and it puts on pretty exciting racing every time. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, on Friday night, Brad Sweet picked up the win. Um, man, this points battle, is, is it's coming right down to it, man. Uh, right now, David Gravel is behind by four points. But, and that was a pretty decent race because uh, at one point there, uh, Spencer Baston and, and Brad Sweet were battling it out pretty good, weren't they? Yeah, I don't think uh, Brad probably should have won that race. He definitely wasn't the fastest car there at the end. Uh, he couldn't even get by any of the lap cars, but, you know, sometimes that's just what happens. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like Shuhart was probably the better guy, the better car there at the end. Um, and came really close to to winning, um, but it was it was fun to try and to watch Brad try and find a way by the lap cars. Uh, he just uh, could not seem to make it happen, and then Logan and David both got close. So, uh, but yeah, that race behind Brad for most of it was really good between you know Logan and David, and Enrico was back there, and, and a right. couple other guys as well. So yeah, it was good the first night and the second night. Hey hey, listen on that first night. Um, there was a lot of flat tires. Um, I think Carson Macedo had a right rear flat. Uh, Jacob Allen had a, a left rear flat. Rico had a right rear flat. Was there some debris out on the racetrack? Did they ever find anything out on the racetrack that was cutting those tires? The I don't think they did. You know, they under one of the yellows after a, a couple of the tires went down, they went out and looked around on the track, but they. They didn't find anything, to my knowledge. I don't remember Johnny ever saying anything on the broadcast that they found anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think they found anything. It's just kind of one of those weird deals. You know, the the, the cushion was right on the wall. I don't know, maybe if they hit the wall a couple times in the corner. Obviously, a couple of those guys had flat left rears, so that wouldn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, I don't think they found anything out there. Yeah. Uh, but Buddy Kofoid, uh man, he's just had some rotten luck here as of lately, hadn't he? Uh, yeah, obviously we all know what happened at Houston and then didn't even make it four or five laps into the race on Friday night and his car was absolutely destroyed. And then on Saturday he had another problem. I, I can't remember exactly what happened to him there, but I remember he pulled in late in the race and didn't finish. And Oh, oh that was right. He spun out, you know, trying to race right. Carson for a second. He had a big run on him and then, uh, almost took both of them out, but, but he was able to stay off Carson and just spun himself out. And then after that, he, he uh, couldn't really make his way back to the field, just pulled in the infield. Well, one guy that's had great luck and great fortune and a lot of money in his pocket is David Gravel. He is on a record-setting pace of podium finishes, and he tops that off with the win on Saturday night. Just how many how many top podium finishes in a row does he have now? Uh, he's got eight in his last nine races, um, which is pretty crazy and he's now he's got 20 i think on the year which is more than he had all of last year and we're only 30 some races into the season so uh he has been very very consistent here recently uh and you know i said eight out of his net last nine his other finish that was at the podium was a fifth so he's been he's been really good boy he was married to the bottom of that racetrack on saturday night he wasn't gonna let go of that bottom was he yeah, you know, and I I mentioned midway through that race, you know, Johnny and I were kind of talking under a caution that I, I thought the race was going to be 
one on the bottom because the top was just getting too sketchy. Uh, you couldn't really run it consistently. It was a lot easier to hit the bottom. It might not have been as fast if you hit the top right, you know, if you run the bottom, but it was safe enough to where you wouldn't be making a mistake every other lap like Spencer kind of was there. So uh, that was fun, though, to see, you know, the two extremes. I mean, the bottom was super hard to hit and the top was super hard to hit. Uh, but David, obviously, he's he's uh, he's on right now. You know, Cody Jacobs and, and everybody there, they've got him rolling really good. I, I mean, I would have liked to see Spencer win. It's been a long time since he's won, but David yeah. was just was just the better car there. Uh, and then Jacob Allen was coming there at the end. I don't think if there was a yellow, Jacob probably wouldn't have passed David because they were running the same line, but it was great to see Spencer and Jacob both land on the podium there. At one time, we saw four wide behind uh, David Gravel yeah. there on Saturday night. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, whenever you're going four wide, it doesn't matter what track it is, but right. you know that, that it's pretty darn racy. And, you know, the first night we were talking about that as well when, you know, there's eight, eight or nine outlaw guys went to the work area uh, at some point in the race, and four of them came back to finish top ten, and Sheldon ran fourth, and, uh, you know, Baston went 22nd to 5th on night one. That track is just they, – they, it's kind of like the Chili Bowl. It's kind of like Knoxville and a couple other places. When you go there, you, you know that you're going to have a track you can pass on. The, the guys at the track, they, they have a formula that they, they know exactly what to do to it to get it in the right spots. Um, and uh, they showed it again this weekend. I yeah. mean, I never, you don't see very often a night of racing where every race is exciting to watch. Every heat race, the dash was even thrilling to watch at Cedar Lake this weekend. Yeah, usually I get a little worried when the heat races are really good, like we saw. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, well, most of us sat on the road, and if it's a good heat race, usually the feature is not going to be very good. It's either going to be rubber or they got to rework it yeah. so much that it's going to be really, it's too fast. Uh, but both nights, the heat races were were just incredible. The last chance race was really good both nights, and then obviously the feature was good. So uh, they've, got, they've got it down to where the fans are entertained throughout the entire race program, which is pretty rare to see uh, these days, I feel like. Yeah, we just had Shane Stewart on the show, and he's going to be driving Bernie's car, the 71 car, Indy Parts car, um, at um, Eldora. Who do you think is the odds-on favorite to win the million at Eldora this coming up here in a couple weeks? Yeah, I still I still think Rico right now is the guy. Uh, you know, he had a decent weekend at Cedar Lake, and he's running second there battling Brad the first night uh, for the win. Uh, and then, you know, hopped the cushion a few times and, and fell back to 12. And then the second night, he didn't even get a qualifying lap in and was fighting his way towards the front. I think he finished top 10 somewhere, but he had to start deep due to not having a qualifying lap. But I still think that he is the odds-on favor right now. If, you know, if you ask Vegas who the, who, what the odds were, I think he'd be the guy. Um, and then, obviously, you know, you can't throw out Gravel. You can't throw out Larson. Uh, I think I think Shuhart is a guy right now. He's coming to life at the right time. He won at Eldora earlier this year, this year. So um, I think those are kind of the four favorites. Maybe I might be missing one in there. Oh, Donnie was really good at Eldora this year. I think he finished second both nights when we were there. So uh, those are kind of my five guys that I'm looking at. Uh, but hey, I feel like at Eldora, then you know, it's, anybody can not anybody, but there can be 15 some guys that can hit something right and and. Uh, and put themselves in position, especially with the format. You know, that format is pretty wonky, so anybody can land in the right spot. 
do they uh, spin the wheel like they do the late model races at Eldor? I think that's the plan. Yeah, I think that's the plan. I think it's going to be. I don't know if there's. I think the late model race only had an invert of six, maybe. Uh, yeah. But I feel like I've seen it be eight for the sprint cars. So I'm not really sure what the wheel is going to. What numbers are going to be on it yet? Yeah. You know, at, What's going on with Donnie right now? He he had a really good run of races uh, there about a month ago. He seems a little bit off the pace right now. What's going on with 15 car? Yeah, I'm not really sure. You know, I thought after that weekend uh, in Ohio that those that they had it turned around and, and he was going to be, you know, running good. I mean, like I said, he ran second twice at the door. Then the next week, and he won both races at Attica and Sharon. And then after that, it's just kind of uh, back to where they were at you know, before that uh, weekend at Eldora. So uh, I, I really don't know. Maybe they're trying some stuff. They're already pretty far back in the points. Maybe they found something, uh, but now they're going back and, you know, trying to find something else, getting themselves prepared for this million and the King's Royal. I'm not really sure. They, I, I thought, like I said, I thought that um, after those two weeks, I was like, man, he, they're back. They're, they're good to go. They're going to make a run at this championship. And then Sure enough, uh, ever since then, it hasn't really been there. They haven't really been in the top five or anything like that. So not sure what the problem is. Maybe they're just uh, doing some uh, R&D, maybe. Yeah, 260 points out. Um, I, I, I'm i not going to say that he's going to win the championship, but uh, that's that's a long ways out when you're 260 points back, right? Yeah, he would need to go on a really serious run, and he'd need – he needs some really good luck to have Brad and Carson and David all have some problems, uh, which is pretty tough to come by when you talk about those three. They're all usually pretty consistent. David's had two DNFs this year, and usually when you when you win the Outlaw Championship, you can't have any DNFs. Right. You know, you uh, touched you know, on David Logan Schuart here enough. just a little Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you touched on Logan Schuart here just a little while ago, but uh, both now Jacob Allen, he had a great run the other night. The Shark Racing team really coming around, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that was the that's the kind of racetrack that we expect to see Jacob uh, run good at. Uh, all the races last year, with I would say the exception of the Knoxville race, he won. Uh, they were all the tracks were extremely, extremely slick, uh, and he was able to run the bottom really nice. Uh, that's where he seems to, um, you know, come to life. I'd say is when he when he's able to run the bottom, and it's tricky, and you got to slow way down to hit it the right way. And that was what he did on, on Saturday. He was rolling forward really nice. He was going to have a good run on Friday as well, but he had that flat tire. He still came back to run top 10. Uh, but, yeah, it was cool to see Jacob get a good run. He needed one. Uh, now we're, what, going into uh, 34 this weekend and, and Wilmot. So we'll see if he can keep that speed going. Um, but, yeah, that was really fun to see him run good. And, like I said, whenever there's a bottom, uh, we know that that Jacob's going to be down there. He'll be the one to find. Even Gravel said that in Victory Lane. He said that you know I see Jacob ran podium, so that must mean that the bottom is good. Yeah. Uh, let Let me ask you this: Has David Gravel ever won at Eldora? Yes. Yeah, he won that um, that COVID race they had, that Governor's Reign. Yep. Um, the that one paid like fifty thousand. Um, that was obviously a couple of years ago in a different race car, but. Uh, yeah, he's won the, and I, I, he won last year during the Kings Royal. He didn't win the Kings Royal, but he won the two the night before and the Joker's Wild. Uh, so he's won there quite a few times. Yeah, just not the Kings Royal yet, right? Yeah, he liked to win the races that did not pay more than ten thousand. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, so right now, 
I, I got to think about who is the favorite to win. Me personally, I, I, I'm taking a look at – I'm kind of like you. I think Rico, he's so good around that racetrack at Eldora. He, he just knows how to get around that place better than anybody. And probably one of the worst wrecks he's ever had in his career was in that midget out there, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't yeah. he crash oh, yeah. in a midget? I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was one of his that worst pretty wrecks. Wild. Something tells me Kyle Larson's going to walk out of there with that million. I don't know why I think that. Well, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, no I, doubt. <laughs> yeah, everywhere he goes, he's going to be a threat. Uh, but I, I still think Rico right now, um, if the odds makers were were putting uh, you know a sheet together, he'd probably be at the top of the list. Yeah, uh, and there'd be like I said, there'd be four, five, six guys that are close behind. Uh, right now, I don't think Brent Marks is one of those guys. He was he was not good at all when we were there earlier this year. Uh, but you know he's been running good here you know recently during PA Speed Week, so maybe they got something figured out. But uh, Marks. Right now, I don't think he's that good. Maybe Tyler Court, you can throw him in there as well. He's always good at Eldora. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe 7BC is another one to throw maybe in the top 10 of guys that could win. I, I don't know. Brett, Brett Marks, he picked up the win at Williams Grove this uh, Friday night. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and I didn't get to watch the highlights of that one, but I did watch the uh, – he's had some good battles this, this week with, with Macri um, right. so far. But yeah, that was. I mean, obviously, if you win on a half mile, you win at Williams Grove. That's got to give you a little bit of good feeling, you know, knowing that you know Eldora is a, a half mile. Obviously, those tracks are completely not even close to the same, but uh, still, half mile program maybe getting a little bit better for Marks after that disappointing uh, weekend earlier this year during the Let's Race Two weekend. I don't know. Just watching Marks, I, I was going to say he just looks like he's. They've figured some things out here over the last couple of weeks. And, boy, we remember how well he ran at Eldora Speedway last year. I certainly would not count out that uh, number 19 Mary Marks team at Eldora. Yeah. Um, also, I just think that, you know, it's kind of weird. I feel like Brad Sweet, you know, he's won some races this year, obviously. And, uh, in my opinion, probably shouldn't. If there was five more, even three more laps of that race at Cedar Lake Friday, he probably wouldn't have won that one. But I just feel like those guys – aren't really in the conversation right now of of favorites at all to win the the million um unless they get something going here very very quickly but uh over the last few you know last year and the year before that you probably everybody had brad sweep probably right there in the top five of guys to win a race like this but right now i just don't see those guys really being a threat i mean he wasn't a threat the entire week at, at houston for the quarter million race well, yeah. Brad Sweet is a two-time Kings Royal champion. I, he knows his way to victory lane there at Eldora Speedway. He sure does. It just seems like you know, even though he's won five or six races this year, I, I just don't see that Happening. speed that, they, that you need you know, to, to yeah. win a race like that. I mean, he doesn't have the speed that Rico has. Uh, I, I don't remember where he finished at. I know he was not on the podium with us when we were there for Let's Race 2. I'll have to go back here. Uh, and see, I don't know if you guys have it, if you could pull it up quickly, but I just don't remember him being a factor at all when we were there a few weeks ago. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Chase, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. We can't thank you enough for doing so each and every week. Um, You're a great addition to the show, and I I just can't thank you enough for doing it every week for us, man. I, I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, no problem, guys. Always always enjoy coming on here and recapping the weekend. Appreciate what you guys do. More more content is what we need for, for sprint car racing right now, and, and you guys are uh, are providing it. So glad to be on here. All right. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, Chase. Guys. All right. Thanks. See you. There, there you have it. Chase Rodman joining us here on the show. And the Outlaws at 34 Raceway in West Burlington Friday night, Wilmot. Raceway up in uh, Wisconsin on Saturday night. That's where they're going to be this weekend. Then they head out to Ohio. They got the Brad Doty Classic out there, Attica, and then go to uh, Eldora Speedway. So big, big money, big races coming up here over the next month. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm looking forward to it, aren't you, Kurt? Oh, I can't wait. When are you guys leaving? <clears throat> when are you guys leaving? Right, a week from today. A week from today, we're going to leave right after the show. After Kirk Elliott's going to ride with me in the truck. How about that? How about that? That's going to be a well. That's, that's still up to uh, question. Uh oh. Uh oh. I may have to come back before you come back. I don't know why. Because we got to execute the Saturday morning show and make sure you know with both of us out on the road. Uh, we got to make sure the Saturday morning show works. Well, I thought maybe. Or, or, so you're, you're going to leave and go back home? Nah, don't do that, Kirk. Here's what you should do. Just go over there and do the show there. Can't you guys? You we, don't, we can uh, shoulder up to each other right in front of the uh, uh, but, laptop But screen. how about take the, the other monitor that we had and just stream it by yourself there and just do the whole thing you, you know, like we did at the Chili Bowl and just stream it live from there and be right in house. Listen, Kirk, he, he's made up his mind already. Yeah, I won't change him. Well, we'll you know we'll, that. Uh, you know we'll how hard it is to change his mind, right? It's, I'll just say one thing. It's, been, it's good to be it's, back. It's nearly impossible right it's good to be back i laughed uh, i don't know if you read the comment we got laurel and we got abbott and costello comment when you guys were going round and round about friday night saturday night well I, that's what I, kirk and i've been doing that for 23 years yeah, well, i used to listen driving down the road used to laugh and have fun with these <laughs> guys you, I'm and not now i'm part of that it. million dollar race that is for certain marie says uh port right now has storms at 3 p.m 41 percent to 52% chance for three hours, 46% chance at 9 p.m. So it could be there was, delays. That's not good odds. That's not very good. There were some pretty big storms in the town that I was in. We were in Franklin, Tennessee, and Murfreesboro, Nashville area. And, man, let me tell you something. Did it rain down there? It rained hard. Uh, my son's games got all in before noon, but trees were broken off i mean big trees you know i went to a couple uh war civil war um of uh, battle sites and some of those trees on the battle sites have been there hundreds of years snapped off you know so uh-uh. yeah just um like you said it was that we dodged it so the only place we picked up some storms guys was around paduke uh huh. In Kentucky, and then on the right before. Did you see that racetrack sitting I there? I did. That, I, I, and just going to waste. Jennifer goes, "Hey, what's that?" That's a, a one they, of the great racetracks down there, and it, it's just sitting there rotting away. Well, they raced a Hell Tour racer just the other night at Paducah Raceway. Not at that Paducah, Kirk. I'm talking about the the one at uh, 
right there at the interstate con- connection. That's a different racetrack. That's a different racetrack. I'm not talking about the Patuka that you're I talking about. I always thought about. that that was the track that you could see right Kentucky, off I-24. Kentucky Lake. Yeah. Kentucky Lake. That's, that's it. it. Right that's there. it. You got it. And, yeah, we drove. So we hit a little rain there and then again in um, Missouri. But our friends who left a day early hit got tornadoes there in Paducah. So because they left a day early, he was a pitcher, so he was finished with his commitments with the team. And uh, man, he they went through the stuff, and uh, we only we got pretty lucky, guys. I, I got all the way home from Memphis in pretty good time with being a holiday weekend. Oh and, yeah, no doubt. And dodging some storms and stuff. But I'll tell you, I tuned in the Saturday morning show. I I had I watched a little bit as I was heading. We were driving to the game. I put you on the. I have a new little thing that holds my phone. Yeah. That and you watched the and show? I and I watched I well I listened more than I watched right. but I mean but yeah I tuned in a little bit so uh, but it is good to be back in the seat like I said but we can figure out what you guys are going to do when you guys yeah we'll figure that out hey did you hear that our, uh, we got stood up from our our uh, I did guy that what was your, supposed to be in what, here what are your producers that we had he came in I trained him I must have scared him I don't know I must have scared him off. Well, he decided not to come in last week, or he said he forgot about it. He was a slacker, <laughs> just so you know. So it was just Scott and I, I watched last it. week, so we're happy to have you back. I Bob. watched Kirk run from the producer desk to the during the fire-up before you guys deleted it, because I can rewind it a little bit. I'm a, but yeah, it was a good show. I liked it. I watched it. It looks good on TV. Like I said, it looks good on the phone. So I don't know how people are normally watching it, but it looks good either way. It sounds good. We so, missed you while you were gone. Well, God. I appreciate it. We missed. Yeah. I missed it too. Well, I what I want to say before we go to break, we're gonna get Trenton on. But Fourth of July is tomorrow, guys. Uh, hey, so you know what I might want to do? What's that? I might want to go to Scotty Cook and give him a call real okay. quick, and, and maybe we'll get him on, and then we'll get wrap Trenton up with on. Trenton. Yeah, we can do wrap that. up with Trent. Yeah, that well, tell Scotty be... he knows the phone number here at the studio. We're getting ready to take a break. He's, tell... he's listening to the show right now. All right, Scotty, we're going to take a break. You call us. I'll get you no, on. We'll call him. Okay. Because I don't think he knows the number here. Okay. All right. All right. We can do that. All right. We're going to take Perfect. a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. We'll be back with more. In a moment, stay tuned. Why did he go? You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Pushed up the phone. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum and our online store at SprintCarStuff.com 
is open 24 hours a day Megan? for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to RodandSupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to RodandSupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. Right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. I'm Scott Trailer. He's Kirk Elliott. And uh, joining us now on the show is a good friend of the Racing Boys. Spent a many, a, a many a nights with this guy traveling up and down the road. Scotty Cook joins us now on the show. Scotty, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, old brother of mine? Hey, buddy. I uh, just thought we, we would talk about uh, Jake Bubak's win with the ASCS National Tour Race at Waukini this last weekend. Well, it was pretty impressive. Firstly, good to talk. Who's with you today? Kirk Elliott's with I am me. here, and the race of the weekend was on Friday night. Well, we'll get into that here in a little bit. That was the race of the weekend Friday night. I love you, boys, and I miss you. I'm glad... I, it was a pleasant surprise to get called out of the blue. I wasn't expecting for you guys to throw me to the wolves. Well, well when when you had the race of the weekend with the ASCS of the entire weekend, we're going to get you on to talk about it. Well, on that note, um, before we get to Jake Buback, 
Uh, Scott, you just talked about all the miles that we traveled up and down the road the last 13 years, and you and I have seen some really good races and some epic finishes, some that stick out. Um, but this one forevermore will stick out to me, and it was uh, probably of all of the ASCS races we've covered, and I've witnessed with my own eyes that was hands down the one that was uh it wasn't necessarily a barn burner before the finish but it was a lot of entertainment for both blake Hahn and jack dover because not at one point of the race did they not have their hands full with traffic you know oftentimes we make stops where the local back end of the field is, uh, you know, considerably not as fast as the front end of the field. And so this racetrack with its configuration, it's a, it's a big three-eighths with long straightaways, and um, they were just in traffic really quick. And the uh, fair board there at the Boone County Raceway, uh, old Delbert and his crew and staff and management hit it spot on with it raining buckets about five miles north all night long it just hovered and we didn't know what to do with the track so we just rolled the dice and it came out spot on perfect and what ended up being the most epic finish that i've ever seen in all of my years on the american sprint car series tour and it was just fun to be a part of you know it we obviously the tour is going through a facelift and a transition right now not only with ownership but scott you and i have talked so much the last couple of years about, um, you know, the many uh, legendary faces that, that have uh, graced us out here on the tour. And, um, you know, they're gone now. And so it's a new crop of talent. And it's hard to even think, Scott, you can attest to this and probably be able to relate to it. It's hard to think about Blake Hahn being a two-time and defending champion since he feels and seems like in our eyes like he's always a little – little brother and uh, the new kid on the block but the uh, two-time and defending champion came back and it was awesome to see him and he really really sat up in his chair and it it, it just set up to be a phenomenal a main event between he and a showdown with jack dover and uh let alone that the crowd there in um uh, where in the world were we albion nebraska boone county raceway they're always very interactive. So with that, we packed up, feeling good, seeing what we saw, and went down the road to uh, Waukini, where the crowd there is also very, very interactive, and it's really fun and, and a buzz about the crowd. And, you know, that place is a, a small half mile uh, with big old straightaways as well. And so um, it was a set up to be a showdown between Jake Buback and Blake Hahn, and Bubak got out on the point early, and just too many ponies and too much uh, clean and green racetrack ahead for Blake to ever mount a charge. About halfway through, he got up into within three car lengths of him and was uh, starting to set him up, but uh, he got bungled up with a lap car coming off of turn number four and uh, killed all of his momentum. And from there, that was all she wrote. Jake Buback, every time he shows up on the American Sprint Car Series in that 27 car, is always, always a player. And he just flexed his muscle in Joaquini the other night. It was fun stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Scotty, I, I, I have to remind you of a, a time that we we went to Des Moines via Eagle, Nebraska, and we we witnessed one of the best races I've ever seen between Jesse Hockett and Tony Bruce Jr. Tony Bruce Jr. come out on top that night, and we walked in right when the feature started, and you grabbed the microphone, you called the race, and you stood right next to me as you called the race, and that was that was a phenomenal race, wasn't it? Case in point to what I just said a few minutes ago, you know, we there are for a guy that can't remember who won last night's A main event. Over the, all these years, there are just events that have uh, unfolded, and uh, we we sometimes are blessed to be able to see races that we'll remember forever. And uh, it's really cool every time, once every two or three years, to run across that video and to think <laughs> what an epic moment it was. And uh, we didn't know at the time the late, great Jesse Hockett wasn't going to be with us very longer. Um you know, it was just good stuff. He and Tony Bruce Jr. going back and forth, and uh, Tony, I believe, getting the better of it. And uh, that was the infamous slide job got him call, and Tony Bruce Jr. will never let me live that down. Right, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that wasn't a slide job. I just drove underneath him. Right. <laughs> uh, Jack Dover is uh, one of the most exciting racers that we've ever seen. And to see those two guys, Jack Dover and Blake Hahn, just uh, really dicing it out. It was very clean, and I loved the interviews after the race between both those guys. Man, that just take you back in time to see those two guys going at it the other night. I do not know why, Kirk, while you say what you said, but the hair raises up on my neck and my arms. Um, just the thought in relation to those two boys. We can't call them boys anymore. We'll always see them as boys, but they are grown men, and – the relationship that they developed, they started at Jack a little bit earlier than Blake, but uh, in their own rights, their careers kind of paralleled, you know, and um, they're both gassers. They don't call Jack Dover the gas man for anything because you can fully expect him to get straight to the top if there's a top and be ripping it wherever he is. And, uh, you know, the thought of those two boys occurred to me during that epic showdown the other night, man, these two – have really come into their own. You know, it was, uh, you know, it, it's almost as though you've seen it as a long learning curve. And the other night, it's like, yeah, they're finally here. I mean, yeah, Blake Hahn, a two-time defending champion of the ASCS, uh, Jack Dover, um, just both phenomenal, talented drivers. And it's a true blessing to be there from the get-go from both of those boys careers and see all of their accomplishments and how they blossomed into uh, two very, very talented sprint car drivers. Hey, Scotty, I, I believe this uh, this points battle is going to come down to Jason Martin and Matt Covington. Matt Covington is 46 points behind. Um, this could be the year for Jason Martin, couldn't it? And it could be the year for Matt Covington. Uh, he's yep. got him within gun range. Jason Martin uh, has been an absolute token of consistency out on the tour this year. And every time, it hasn't been too many times that he's had um, bad nights, 
he automatically, with a snap of a finger, comes back and bounces back and uh, finishes strong. He's got a string of podiums going right now. I don't know how many races back. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at Matt Covington, and uh, it's funny to think, Scott, Matt Covington, the old man on the tour, the veteran on the tour, yeah, the, no car, the team, the driver, that's been on the tour for the longest. We say a transition, a whole new crop, a new talent. And uh, you and I have gotten to know Matt well enough and his talents and capabilities that uh, he's got the talent and the abilities, and he's also got the equipment and the hot rods. But finding consistency for Matt is key. And uh, it seems like this time of year, um, in years past, he always gets on a roll. And he's been real fast consistently. So, Scott, I, I think I can concur. Yes, it looks like it's going to go down. We still have a lot of racing to go. But the points race right now is as close as it's been in years. And, and it reminds me, Scott, of all of those times that we, uh, I don't know, Johnny Herrera or, 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 or even Jason Johnson, um, you know, about this time of year, we'd start, talk, start talking about points. And they'd want to just uh, brush it off their shoulder. Right, uh, you know, yeah, we don't, yeah. we're not worried about points. Points take care of themselves, you know, but whatever. So it's time to start talking about it. We've got a tight points race. We've got some young talent filling out the rest of the top five. And so it should be fun to the wire to see how it unfolds. And, uh, you know, Jason and Matt have a history. We got, they got together down there in Louisiana last year and uh it was a really big crash down the back straightaway i believe a caution not even relating to them and uh a cool down on the back straightaway after jason saw the caution and the dust was dusty and matt run over his right rear destroyed the car and jason got a concussion from that race and uh i'm trying to remember if he had to sit out a race or or came back and shouldn't have but um Jason said he didn't remember anything after that uh, moment for about two weeks, and he still doesn't remember anything um, about that night until he, uh, from the time he got to the pit gate, he doesn't remember anything after that right. night. Yeah. So um, they've got a little history, but it's cool to see that they uh, are able to uh, brush it aside and call it a racing deal, yeah. and they're very respectable toward each other. You know, I've, I've seen them spend time together isolated away from people so you know it's in the past it was a racing thing and ironically after something like that that last year which both of them at that time were in the middle of the points battle right. and it kind of uh, janked them up a little bit for the rest of the way out but really good to see those guys uh getting together uh on the same page racing clean racing hard and it's going to be a good uh, battle down to the wire it should be we'll see jason jason martin has five wins he's got 10 top fives, uh, 13 top tens, and 15 features. He's got a 46 points over Matt Covington. Matt Covington has one win. He's got six top fives, 13 top tens, and 15 races. And uh, I think it's going to come right down to it. I, 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 I believe Matt Covington's going to make a push for this championship towards the end of the season. I kind of do, too, and what leads me to believe that it's going to boil down is, um, you know, Matt is as fast as he is, and uh, Jason being as persistent as he is. Uh, not many hurdles 
or um, hoops to jump through for him. But like I said, man, when he finds adversity, he bounces right back with a podium or a win. And that's why he's in the points lead right now. And something in my gut says, you know, that uh, there's going to be a whole lot of those two drivers filling up the podium for the stretch run in the back half of the uh, American Sprint Car Series this year. You know, um, we're about at the halfway point of the schedule, and it's uh, soft to coin up in the air and see how all the marbles fall. It'll be fun. Hey, uh, Scotty, it looks like uh, you got some good momentum going with this ASCS National Tour. Crowds have picked up, got some races in yet, rainouts early in the season, but you're really getting going now. But it looks like a big weekend this weekend, heading to Dodd City for two big nights of racing. Talk about uh, going to Dodd City this it's weekend. Been, it's been a while since we've been back to Dodge City, right? And that's why, Scott, um, it's been a, brand, a, a buzz in my brain knowing full well that uh, – you know, we were blessed enough to uh, visit that place a couple of times back in maybe out on the tour 2010, 2011. Can't believe it's been that long ago. But um, what really kind of makes me um, anxious to get there is to know full well the crowds that we've seen this past weekend. And as we always see at the Boone County Raceway, I'll be in Nebraska stop in Waukeney, Kansas. They just come out in droves, and you got to get there early, and there's not a seat to be found. I'm not really in tune with uh, how the crowds have been or what's going on at the Dodge City Raceway, but uh, I think there's going to be a big crowd and a big turnout, and um, I'm just glad to be there. You know, um, it's I heard somebody mention it's the Lucas Oil Speedway of the state of Kansas, and there's a lot of truth to that. You know, there's not a lot of, a lot of pit areas you get to go through across, across the country where you can uh, unload and work on your car and be on pavement. And that means a lot for these guys. And you and I, Scott, spent enough time there to know that, let alone the pit area, you go up into the press box. You know, just everything is uh, top of the line. A beautiful, wonderful facility. And uh, we're just anxious to get down there with Kyler Fetters and company promoting that race. And, it ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. Scotty, I appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports today, bud. Uh, we wanted to give you – I miss you, boy. Uh, I, we, we definitely miss the people out on – you know what I miss more than anything out on the road is the the people that we've met along the way. That's what I miss more than anything. And, uh, and when the day comes that I'm ready to – hang up my shoes and be done with this highway. Um, that's absolutely what I will miss the most because um, outside of the passion for what we're there to do, that's what I love the most, you know, and I just, um, I feel like I was put on this earth to do what I do. And I, I just, I cherish it every day, not because of the passion of what we do, but uh, a lot of it is the people as well. Uh, at least half of it. So, uh, hey, Scotty. Huh. You you've o- you've always got a seat right here in Racing Boys if you want one. Well, on that note, I was thinking about how I was going to stretch my uh, drive back home. Whether I was going to try to shoot all the way to Boone County, Missouri, from Dodge City, and that's a little bit beyond my liking. And I thought about pulling up into that Normandy Drive in the wee hours of the morning to shut my face down when we get done at Dodge City. You can do it anytime you want. You just let me know you're coming. For sure, for sure. Todd Surprise told me, 
our old buddy Trenton Barry's gonna sneak in on you back end of your show. So Trenton is a weekly guest on our show, and we also have Chase Rodman from the World of Outlaws weekly on our show Wonderful. as well. Well, I gotta say it was a pleasure working last weekend down in uh, where in the world were we? Caney Valley. Um, Caney Valley, and Trenton was there, and um, I always loved Austin Kruger and Trenton Barry, and. I appreciated them as young men, and I really respect them for, you know, what they've decided to do together. And they're two outstanding young men, and they're both very talented in what they do. And it it was kind of a, a, a deja vu um, picking up for lost time moment when Trenton was my cameraman last weekend because uh, it brought back memories again of the Rocket Jesse Hockett, Brady Bacon, Robert Ballou when uh, – Trenton and I went down there on a road trip to Houston to cover a non-wing race, and it ended up being the most epic finish I've ever seen outside of the one I saw the other night in uh, Albion, Nebraska, when Jesse, Robert, and Brady went across the line less than a wheel width for uh, the win. Yep, no doubt. We remember that. Almost failed me. I think think, uh, Brady Bacon ended up winning that, if I'm not, maybe. He did. I think Robert. Uh, didn't, didn't Robert Bacon win? won that? I think Robert won that. Don't you remember when Jesse come in the studio and they were talking crap on each other over the phone? Do you yeah, remember? there's pitching, pitching, pitching poop back and forth at each other. Yeah, that was the night after the night before we had gotten rained out in Beaumont, and that was the night that Brady. And Jesse got together and went, got drunk and went go-kart racing. They got kicked out of the go-kart track, so they decided to keep drinking beer. And when they got back to their trailer, wherever they were, apparently Brady had purchased some parts from Jesse, um, and there were June bugs flying all around. And Jesse told Brady that if you eat one of those June bugs, I won't charge you for those parts. Sure enough. Brady's That's not going to turn that about. down. And he grabbed the June bug, plopped it in his mouth, and he swallowed it whole. He chewed it all up. The, yeah. the June bug macho man, Brady Bacon. We, we called him June bug for a long time after that. He's the we? macho he, he man never, now. He, he ne- but he never wanted to own it. He had to roll with the macho man. That's much cooler. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Scotty, thanks so much for joining us today on the show, buddy. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'll be in touch. I love you guys. Kirk. Keep everything in line there, and uh, go Tigers, go Cyclones. There you go. Uh, uh, all right. We'll Thanks, ta- Scotty. We'll talk to you later, Scotty. God bless you, fellas. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. We're going to get Trenton Barry on here and talk a little bit USMTS racing and ASCS National Tour racing as well. And uh, we'll all do that when we get back here with more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And, uh, again, they'll be up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. We'll be back with more in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery, we do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars, you can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. Uh, before we get to Trenton Barry, I want to remind everybody what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They're going to be giving away a 2023 Z06 Corvette with a Z07 Performance Package on it. It's pearl white Metallica tricoat color. And... With that, they're going to give you $25,000 in cash, and they're going to be giving that car away on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. This car has 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic. 
and it's got all the big uh, larger tires, wheels, brakes. It's got everything, man. And, and one great thing about this car is that the engine is built by and assembled by one engine technician. And the technician that builds that motor signs off on that engine. And it, it, it's just a great car, folks. I, I just can't tell you how much you can see it on the page right now. It's a, a beautiful car. Somebody's going to win it. And it might as well be me. I, I, I'd like to win that car myself. And, and Kirk and I are going to buy some raffle tickets for that car. And uh, we're looking forward to buying some of those. And, and not only that, if you want to go up to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, right now they've got the Williams Grove track tribute going on up there right now. So if you want to go up there and check it out, you can go up there and see uh, probably at least nine or ten cars that are up there from Williams Grove, and it's such a great display. And, and and if you want to buy anything from the store out in front, you can always do that at SprintCarStuff.com as well. All right, let's bring in Trenton Barry. He joins us now on the show. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Hold on. All right, maybe it's better if I pot him up. Trenton Barry, that helps. Trenton Barry joins us now on the show. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Live and in living color, boys. Live and in living color. So I heard you were a cameraman this yeah. weekend. Uh, weekend before. Weekend before. Weekend, you, you, weekend before I was. Yeah. At Caney Valley. We thought you were the. Yep, at Caney Valley. Uh, yeah. So what'd you think about that race? Uh, Jake Buback picks up the win with the ASCS National Tour. Well, so that so that race was that was that was pretty cool. Been a while since they'd been there, but man, I was I was pretty stoked on the Friday night when they were Boone County where Blake Hahn held off Jack Dover. I mean, just right at the line. That was a that was a crazy, crazy race there. I have never been to Albion. I didn't I didn't go this time, but um, I watched almost the whole night there. That's a cool racetrack. Of all the video that I saw this weekend, that was the finish by far of the weekend. Eight one thousandths of a second. Yeah. And it and it was it's t- so tough there too because you're in those covered grandstands and you're on that video. You know, you're shooting the best spot you can shoot, but those crazy finishes, man. Sometimes people get excited and we hey. didn't get the best shot of it. I, I I hated that, but there wasn't nothing else we could do about it really. Hey. Can't you get on the roof up there at at, uh, at Waukini? No, that's at Boone County he's talking about. Yeah, Bo- Boone County. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. But oh, okay. Boone County. Anyway, it, it uh, that was a wild race, and, and Saturdays was was good too. But man, I thought Friday Fridays was one was one at the end of the year. They're going to go back as one of the races of the year for sure. Well, you you did catch the finish of it there though. Even though people stood oh, out yeah. there as oh, they yeah. were coming down to the checkered flag, you guys didn't miss the finish. Oh, yeah. You had him. You had Jack Dover so, and Blake Hahn side by side there at the wire. And then, and then on the the little highlight piece, uh, we had a, a our guy Zach was in the infield shooting, and he he had a great shot of him coming to the checkers. So I was proud of the boys. They they showed the finish, and then they cut they cut the infield right there. It's kind of a second look right after they showed the finish on the, the highlight piece so that was neat even though that shot they didn't take that shot live but uh that was neat to have that as well so they had a great shot of it from the infield 
So how's things going with the ASCS National Tour? You're pretty satisfied, right? Yeah, just plugging right along. I, uh, I'm i super, super pumped to, to, to be showing the races and be involved. And, yeah, I don't uh, – zero complaints out of me. I'm just just grateful, man, and super appreciative for the opportunity. Um you know, the stick and I are going to get to as many of these as we can get to. It's no secret taking this thing in the middle of the year stuff. And we we uh, we made a hire right away once we had it uh, that was not planned. Um, and we just are doing doing the best we can with with staffing and to get get the right amount of people there that we can get there for the event. So um, that that part of it was a really tough few weeks, but man, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'll tell you this: I'd certainly rather have it than not. So it's great great problem to have. Yeah, I watched both races this weekend. I thought the ter- terrific coverage you guys had. The infield camera really is adding a lot, too. Uh, so, uh, great yeah, job this weekend. Zach, Zach, Zach didn't, get, he didn't go Saturday. He was there uh, Friday. So, we're doing the best we can with it. Some, some of those shows will have that infield. Some of them we won't. But our yeah. goal is to have it more times than we don't. So, it just, man, it just, it just kind of depends on, on the week there. But, uh I, I'm really proud of the boys. Uh, you know, Cordell's sh- shot up top, and he's doing a great job. And we just put a ton on Michael Jackson's shoulders too. You know, with with adding this, and you know, he's he's producing some some big time stuff here. So, um, super appreciative for what he's doing there. Kind of, he's produced and cut cameras and stuff before, but never on this type of level. Right. He's just really taken to it, which which we knew he would. He's been around the ASCS a lot. Of uh, oh, yeah. time, Sam. Well, for well, a long time, he knows how this works. Uh, we we used him a yeah. lot back in the day. Yeah. 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 He's a. Uh, and Cordell too. He's been around. He's, you know, my, Michael has, Michael Cordell, Michael Cordell, Jackson right? is one of the better videographers out there, and uh, I can think of a handful of guys: um, Jeff Christensen, um, um, who else? Who else was uh, that? Jeff Converse. I'll, I'll, I'll Jeff, you, Jeff Converse. He was one of them. Dean Mills. Dean Mills is one of them. There's a whole bunch of really good. There's a whole bunch of really good ones, and I've got I got three excellent top angles right now that could shoot, uh, could shoot anywhere. Uh, Cordell, Michael, Zach Trunkhill, um, and that's these guys. They thrive on this stuff, and I'm telling you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There's a lot of good ones, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't displace one of these three that are are on our team right now for anybody. Well, and I, I mean that 100. percent We need to talk about these camera guys because they are really talented. Well, they, they are they're, everything they're the, to your broadcast. The of this, a hundred percent. And I, I'm so glad to hear you guys say that because, you know, a lot of times, so I'm I'm a figurehead for racing dirt. There's no no doubt about it. Just like you two boys are for there for for the racing boys. I, I, I don't deserve the credit. I got, I, I've got a tremendous group of people that work every single day to make sure this stuff happens and that this goes off. And these live broadcasts are nothing without shooters and producers. And if you don't have capable people in both of those roles, you're dead in the water. And I'm so, I'm so proud of the group of people that we have. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the sprint car racing kind of carried the day this past weekend. USMTS is dark. They'll be back in action at Ogilvy yeah. here in a couple of weeks. But uh, what other broadcast did you have on besides the 
ASCS National Tour this weekend. Man, so we had we finished up the uh, we finished up the the Racing Dirt Thunder Summer Series was supposed to be a four race deal between Mississippi Thunder and Deer Creek. They're places we we stream out weekly and post USMTS races and and all the sort. They're just basically like home tracks for us, honestly, for for lack of better words. But um, they come to us last year and, and we got the deal put together with the uh, uh, with Mississippi Thunder. And so we added Deer Creek to that this year as well. And Deer Creek's race on Saturday night got rained out last week, but uh, they were good to go this week around. So uh, we, we put the wraps on that. Found a couple champions, and uh, Jake Tim won a, won a mod race, uh, won one of them, and then one of the other races uh, was won by, uh, oh gosh, it's flipping me right now. Chris Jackson won the, the B-Mod portion of that entire event. It was, uh, it was it was really some pretty good racing. Yeah. Um, this weekend, the ASCS National Tour is going to be going to Dodge City Raceway. Uh, what do you think about that place, Trenton? Yeah, so I don't know just a ton about it. I've been by it. I've never been to it. I think that... Uh, I think that it's uh, it, it's a place where we're streaming at weekly there with uh, Tyler Fetters. So that has uh, uh, it's it's been interesting this year. Um, as far as a huge knowledge base of the place, I don't I don't really know just a ton about it. I know it's uh, it's a little different scenario there. The the city kind of subsidizes that place, so that's kind of interesting. Their uh, their working conditions there for that particular uh, that particular racetrack. That's not a common thing for dirt racing, so. I uh, hope it's a good couple shows. I can tell you this: Dodge City can literally be hotter than the gates of hell. So I hope that uh, hope for the sake of the crew that's out there that the weather gives them a little bit of a break. Yeah, and uh, and the OCRS is going to be racing at Lawton this weekend too, right? Yeah, the OCRS will be at Lawton as well, I believe. Yeah, Kyler Fetters—that's the name. We work with Kyler too. There's a lot of names you've thrown out here, uh, Trenton, that we've worked with. Oh, Kyler's yeah. a good guy. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. We're at a good time of the year here. And, you know, the USMTS, they always take off these weeks, um, right around the 4th of July. So it's, uh, it's a little bit, a little bit of a slower time for us typically, but, uh, not, not so much this year. Yeah. Uh, you're a dirt late model fan. Big weekend. Another big weekend for Ricky Thornton Jr. This guy is on a roll. Bobby Pierce. Uh, wins uh, on the World of Outlaw Tour along with Ryan Gustin, a guy you knew well, knows that you know him very well. Ricky Thornton Jr. picked up thirty thousand dollars. He did. Mm-hmm. But uh, your thoughts man, about he's, he's, man, Ricky? Ricky's putting together the best late model season of the year. I feel like for for everybody and odds on favorite right now, probably to win that Lucas Oil Championship. I'd have to say. I don't. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Oh, but I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Do. Absolutely. Yep, no doubt. And uh, man, he's he's just, he's on a crazy heater. I, I'm not surprised by it, but I I will tell you, it's so interesting in late model racing because R- Ricky's just had all the talent in the world. I mean, he has ungodly ability. He it's really crazy to me because you think about the guys that get a shot to make it to Cup. I guarantee you, had Ricky Thornton had a little different trajectory, he had the talent to be racing on Sundays in a Cup car. No no question about it. What yeah. he brings to the table. Um, but he's full-time dirt late model racer, which is great. But it, it took him a little bit to kind of get his feet underneath him at that level. And you're talking about a guy that won everything under the sun 
before he got into national uh, dirt late model racing. So it's cool. I, I'm not not surprised by it one bit that he's doing this, and uh, I've seen him win in gobs for years and years. Yeah, Ryan Gustin picked up his third World of Outlaw late model victory at, yeah. at River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota. What did you think about that race? Yeah, he's he's uh, man, Gustin's he's one of the goats. He's uh, he's so cool that that whole family just lives and breathes racing. And Ryan's obviously uh, carrying the, the name for the family right now, but he's got a lot of talented brothers and a sister, Janae, uh, are, are all racers and generations before them as well so uh that's awesome you know ryan had a crew change over the year and uh, crew chief change and has, has really been putting together a good year that world outlaws points battle coming into the weekend is pretty tight i didn't get a chance to look and see where it's at after the weekend but uh there's several guys in contention right there for that, that championship so uh hopefully for race fans sake it'll come right down to the wire and uh hopefully those guys will race it out right to the end yeah no doubt. Uh, yeah, just looking at the points, Bobby Pierce holds a 52-point lead over Chris Madden. Ryan Gustin is third, 54 points back. So, Gustin needs a player. Hey, I know. I know it's not supposed to go this way, but I just got to ask you boys because I haven't talked to you. What did you think about that race in Chicago yesterday? I, and I'll just tell you this. I, I thought it was a banner day for NASCAR. Uh, there is no question about that. We have not talked about that. Glad you brought it up. Uh, Shane Van Giesbergen is a name that uh, yeah. I didn't know before the weekend, but uh, we know him now because he kicked their butt yesterday. So I found out one thing on Twitter that I had no idea about, and I, I'm telling you, NBC screwed up on this on the broadcast. They dropped the ball. They talked for multiple times about how he, he ran these V8 supercars and was so accomplished and, and did all this. Well, you go to Twitter and you find out there's actually more to the story. Dude, dude raced sprint cars in, uh, in New Zealand. That was awesome. And they had, had pictures of his car. And, uh, I thought that was super, super cool. It, one of the telling things for me was, you know, Larson had such a great day, which when did he really not have a great day, honestly? Uh, but he was so, uh, spoke so highly of, of Van Gisbergen uh, for the effort they put in and, being able to get the job done and spoke so highly for the race there, too. I thought, I thought that was really classy on Kyle's part. Yeah, I was pretty proud of Justin Haley. I don't know if you know it, but Trent Owens yep. is the crew chief for Justin Haley. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. I, I, heard, I heard that name. I didn't before yesterday, but, yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty cool deal for sure, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty proud to say that the first race that Trent Owens ever crew chiefed was for me, my first ARCA race out at Kansas Speedway. And uh, he was the reason I was so fast out there that weekend. And they finished second yesterday. Right. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, and let, let, him, let a huge chunk of that race, too. I. I don't know how much time you boys spent in Chicago over the years, but that's the place my wife and I go a lot. I was super familiar with that entire street course right there and where all that was. And to just think they're going to run cars 100 miles an hour through there was just wild to me. And I know the old school traditionalists are going to go, screw NASCAR and this and that. And listen, you don't, you don't push anything forward by staying status quo. Not everything they're going to do is going to work out and be the right thing. But you've got to give them credit for trying to think outside the box when for years, that, that whole Brian Franz era was just a joke. 
basically for NASCAR, at least a big chunk of it. I don't know necessarily all of it, but a lot of it in terms of what, what they did as a organization, a sports league, however you want to say it. They, they, it didn't even matter when they put the schedule out because you knew it was going to be the same 36 races, you know, give or take one or two here and there, maybe every single year. And what they've done now with the schedule and the ingenuity and the, the thought process of thinking outside of the box, and you know, you couple that with a team like Trackhouse that's completely shaken up the blue bloods of NASCAR. I mean, there, there's blue bloods in NASCAR that make Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, uh, North Carolina, you know, go step up and go, oh, hey, <laughs> that's uh, that's a uh, that's crazy, and you know, to see that Penske and Childress, Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, and, and all them are having to deal with somebody like Justin Marks is pretty cool. Trackhouse has done a tremendous job. Two wins in a row. Ross Chastain last week at Nashville, and now yeah. this win with this uh, Project 91 deal that they put together and brought Shane Van Biesbergen over from Australia and New Zealand to do this. And as you pointed out, uh, he's won in sprint cars and... Uh, of course, Sprint Cars is big over there, and uh, this uh, series that he's running in over there, to come in here and having not driven these cars and do the pit stops to perfection and do what he did, I think can't be understated. The first time that a driver has won in his first NASCAR Cup start since 1963 when Johnny Rutherford did it, but, I mean, that's just incredible. But the the bigger story, Trenton, has to be the undertaking that NASCAR put on to put this on in the streets of Chicago and have it yeah. come off as well as they did with four inches of rain, record amount of rains over a 48-hour period, and still get this thing in and to walk away knowing that they're going to try this again next year, no doubt. After and the that, success that Van Giesbergen, those supercars, those supercars were all right-hand drive cars too. So he he had to adjust not only to that, um, had to set in the traditional left-hand style car, obviously for for what they race here in America. Dealt with all all that rain, went to the back, pushed back up through there, didn't tear his stuff up. I just I I can't I I just it, it's. There's a whole lot right there that I'm just super excited about. He he said in his post-race, you, you guys probably caught this, but he's going to run one more year in supercars and then said he would love to come to America and race in NASCAR. I would say there'd probably be no shortage of opportunities for him after yesterday's performance to yeah. uh, put that guy in, in a car. You know, I mean, you have to see what he can do on an oval. If you can't hack into an oval, you're obviously not going to make it in NASCAR, but um, it'd sure be cool to see what he can do, and I, I'd say he'll probably get a shot. Yeah, William Byron is the point leader right now. He's got 582 points. Um, Kyle Busch has three wins, and he is behind by 22 points. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for Kyle Busch this year. Both those guys got three wins. William Byron with three and I know it. And Stick's pulling for Kyle Busch, too. You guys are like Kim, kindred souls in that regard. Hey, he, how about Kyle he, Busch really hitting that tire barrier? Kyle. He hit that tire barrier oh, yeah, early in the race, one. and he still comes back and finished fifth. Oh, yeah. I think Noah Gregson hit it about 30 times, didn't he, yesterday? All, all, <laughs> he all did. Like. They, <laughs> I mean, man, that was a crazy deal. But Bush, I, had, uh, I couldn't I believe just, Bush got back for a, that. Yeah. And Chevy's, Chevy's dominated their top five finishers yesterday when it all shook out, too. I think 
that's kind of an underreported storyline from the event too, which I don't know how much that matters, but yeah, uh, you, you can bet you can bet the bow ties are pumping their chest today about that. I'd I'd like to see RC win another championship with Kyle Busch. It could happen. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I just I I just send Kyle Larson win every year until he retires. I'd be good with that. So that'd be that'd be cool. No, I I'm tired of Kyle Larson winning. You are for real. How are you going to feel when we go out there to Eldor and he wins that million-dollar race? How are you going to feel about that? You don't know he's going to win that race. I'm predicting him to win that. No, he's not going to win that race. How do you know? He's he not going to win that race. He's not going to win that race out there. Uh, he's got to be the odds-on favorite. How do you say that? Well, uh, Chase Rodman uh, picked Rico. I'm going to say um, uh, Brent Marks or, or David Gravel. Brad Sweet or Carson Macedo is going to win that race. But you got to put Kyle Larson in that mix. You have to. Uh, I'm not. He's got as good a shot as anybody. He, he, those the he, he does not run full time enough to outrun those guys. Hey, don't say Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't say that. Doesn't matter. It it does He's matter. He's that time and time again, and I don't think it matters. I don't. I usually agree with the you only that only thing he's that. got going for him is is Paul Silva is the crew chief for that car. Well, he's also a pretty good wheel man too in those cars. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, and or, and, I mean, and I, just I, remember, Scott Trailer, he won the Knoxville Nationals and the Kings Royal, and he wasn't a full time driver when he did that. Just remember this, Kirk Elliott. He's not going to win. Just, just Kyle put, Larson. Hey, listen. Just put that in snap, your pipe and decision. smoke it. Snap decision. Kyle Larson, most talented racer in America. Yes or no? I say yes. Yes. Kirk. And what are they going to say, Trent? There's, there's no doubt that he's the most talented driver in the country. And what are people going to say, Trenton? When he does win that long. million dollars, they put this million dollars up for. The first time ever in sprint car racing, and Kyle Larson is the guy that that does it. What are they going to say then? Not surprised. Knew it all along. That's what I'll say. No, he's, I don't know. He's it's, got. It's, it's, there, 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 listen, there's too much competition over there for that million dollars, and I'm just telling you. Kyle Larson is not going to win that race. He's, he's got as good a shot as anybody. And just remember, I was just up to Houston Speedway a couple of weeks ago. He finished at the top three there in that race. It doesn't so matter. don't say he doesn't oh, yeah. have on. a chance. He, he finished and in he won, uh, Hold on, Kirk. Kirk, you said he finished in the top three. He finished third. Right, third. Hey, he won, he won his qualifying night. He was third, he Kirk. But he won a qualifying night. He was third. He was third. And he's won like three. He was third. He was, but you're talking about a guy that's won a string of high-limit races here so far. He was third. But Trailer, don't say I'm, he doesn't I'm, have I'm a chance. Don't me. say he can't win it because he can. I'm, you just don't I'm want to see him win, it, right, win that. Hey, I, listen, to, to, just to be brutally fucking honest here, just so you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest Kyle Larson fan after he took some shots at uh, Emmett Hahn for not paying enough money for the Chili Bowl. I, I'm just telling you, that rubbed me wrong when he went out. All he had to do was pick up the phone, call Emmett, and work it out, and I'm sure Flo would have paid a little extra money to 
for that purse. And I'm just telling you, he he never made an he never took a chance and called Emmett Hahn about raising the purse. And and that's what rubbed me wrong about Kyle Larson. So I'm I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not I'm I'm not his biggest fan right now. Just to be honest with you. I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm not going to get involved in that that particular conversation. But I do I do understand what you're saying there. Um, but I mean, you you can't fan or not. I mean, he's got to be considered one of the top four, five, three. I mean, favorites to win that thing. And to say to say he's not, it's just I mean, it's just yeah. Exactly. He, he has to be considered at that level for this. Exactly. That that Whether doesn't take away his chances you know, of winning that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Trent. And there's great drivers. He, listen, he, he's going to have to pack a lunch to, to, to beat the other guys that you mentioned right there. But, I mean, that the same could be said for any, any single one of those guys, too, compared to everybody else in that category. Well, listen, Marie just said, I do not support Larson. And, and and that's one of our great listeners from out in Pennsylvania. She's not a, not a big fan of Larson right now. Well, I I I am a Larson fan, but at the same time, he's already won a million dollar to win race this year. That was the All Star yeah, race, yeah. and I'm I'd like to see somebody else win that million dollars. But that that's just because. There's Kyle Larson already has out there that's never won a million dollars to win before. That's all. Kirk, Kirk. Larson already has millions of dollars. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I like Kyle Larson. I root for him. And, but at the same time, I mean, wouldn't you say Trenton, you kind of like to see somebody that's never won a million dollars win that, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I just, I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. All right. I, I I appreciate. I, I'll tell you this. Here's what I will tell you: Patrick Mahomes, Mike Trout, LeBron James. We're, we're watching Kyle Larson in that, that same category, and to me, that's pretty cool. But yeah. um, you know, although you might not agree with every single thing that he he does and is involved with in grassroots racing, we're literally wa- watching greatness. And if any of the three of us needed to reach out and get a hold of Larson, we could. And and that's pretty cool. And he he would give any of us three the time of day. And that to me, that speaks volumes about the poster child for NASCAR and American Motorsports over what we've dealt with for previous years before he was in that position. So I do think that's pretty cool. Hey, uh, did you watch any of that golf match between Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson the other night? Did you watch any they, of that? They, spank, no. they spanked so him. I, so I was, uh, I was actually, I was at Wheatland that night. We were, we were streaming that 4th of July, that fireworks race. And um, so I didn't get to watch it, but uh, I, I, I know enough to know this. My boys had it in the bag from the get-go, so I didn't have to watch. I knew it didn't take care of business. Yeah. Well, they, you know, it's just like Patrick Mahomes on the football field. He knows how to scramble and pull something out of the hat oh, and yeah. win with it, and it's no different on the golf course. Uh, it looked like Steph Curry was the better golfer, but when it came down to it and you needed to come up with a big putt or a big shot. Who won, Kirk? Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Right. So, of course, uh, are, are they better golfers or not? Turned out they were on this day. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Of course they're better. Of course they're better. They're the Chiefs. They know how to win. Hey, uh, are we going to are we going to get Hopkins? You think you think he'll come to Kansas City? I have. 
Don't you don't you think that his price has to be going down every day? That's that's the only thing I'm thinking about here. Every day if he can get where we can afford him. Every day it's going down. No doubt. Oh, be, sure be sure be wild, wouldn't it? I'd it, man, I'd, I'd sure I'd sure feel pretty good if we could make that happen. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Trenton, I appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the show today and each and every, each and every week, bud. We appreciate it. Hey, I, I like I like to get the battle a little bit. That's fun. I haven't done that in a while. Huh? I like we got the battle a little bit today. We don't we don't get to do that very right? Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get here, do you? Trenton? You just never know what I what I might say. You just never know. Keep have a, sharp. Have Keep a happy Fourth of July up there. Yeah. All right. Boys, I'm going to watch Laney Wilson tonight. Who's jealous? Where's she at? Downstream Casino. Wow. Oh, wow. That's going to be a big show. Yep, no doubt. All right, Trenton, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on uh, Mostly Motorsports today. I appreciate you, buddy. Same same to both. Enjoy Laney Wilson tonight. Sounds good. See ya. All right. See you later. Thanks. Well, there you have it, Trenton Barry joining us here. And uh, tomorrow, everybody be safe with the Fourth of July out there. Yes, don't 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 blow yourself up. As I get older, I'm still going to blow some stuff up tonight. But as I get older, I get I worry more every year. Let, for, let me tell you, my dog Bristol. Yeah, she don't like it. She is. Yeah, my poor dog. Oh, uh, my! Don't like my, the fireworks. My, she does not like the fireworks. Last night she wouldn't even go outside. Last you night. have a thunder shirt for her. We bought one yesterday. It definitely helps. Yeah, no doubt. So you're all stocked up with your fireworks and ready to go. Yeah, huh? I've got a Tupperware thing at home, like the size of a truck that we bring out every year, and we try to finish off whatever we've bought from the year before. So we didn't stop and buy anything this year, but I've got plenty of stuff to blow up. So. It'll be fun. It'll be hot. Going to be in the pool. I'm probably going to sleep the rest of the day today and rest right. and then uh, get back in it. We'll be back here on Saturday morning. Pete says, uh, Larson is a great racing advocate. And all of in all in the name, all in racing world should be appreciate that immensely. That's what he says. Well, I like I like Kyle Larson. He's always been good, good to me whenever I've talked to him. Listen. I, I, I'm telling you, it just rubbed me wrong. When yeah. when I support somebody, I support him 100%, just like Emmett Hahn. Emmett Hahn was really good to us for 16 years of us doing the Chili Bowl. And it just rubbed me wrong when Kyle Larson decided to throw Emmett under the bus. That bothers me. I don't know about you and yeah. your loyalty, Kirk, but my loyalty is to No, I'm, I'm not I, disagreeing I, I, with I, what I, you're I, saying there. I, I'm totally um, I'm loyal to Emmett in the worst yeah. way because he was really good to us for 15 years, 16 years that we did that. Well, I agree. I'm I'm not disagreeing with anything that you've said about on that topic. Uh, but at the same time, you can't say that Kyle Larson is not going to be a factor at the million-dollar race at Eldora Speedway. He's got as good a shot of winning that as any of these other drivers you yep. talked about. Yeah. that's well, all. That was the point I was making. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank all of our guests today, Chase Rodman, Trenton Berry, Shane Stewart, Scotty Cook, for being on the show today. Can't thank them enough for 
uh, being a part of the Mostly Motorsports show. It, again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supplies featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Again, they'll be racing up at I-35 Speedway on the 8th and the 15th. So get up there and check them out. They are a great organization, and they always hit a, a good group of cars racing up there. So thanks again, for everybody, for tuning in, for Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. We'll see you then. industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money contact rod and supply or order online today at rod we don't just sell them we race them rod serving the racing community for over 30 years